Good evening. Good evening. This is Steve from Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and I am across the tracks by about 150 miles. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I am Wayne, and I'm also across the tracks, but I'm a little bit further than you, my friend. <laughs> yes, I'm sir. probably about uh, oh, 1,500 miles or so. Yeah, you would know. <laughs> yeah, I would know because I've driven it a lot of times, but uh, we're a good distance from where we started from, but... We always manage to come back and 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 get into it. Uh, like you say, we're just two small town guys from Elizabethtown, KY. That's <laughs> us. That's us. Trying to hold it down. Yep. Talk about topics in which we uh, have um, a little knowledge about. Sometimes a lot of knowledge about at times, <laughs> and sometimes no knowledge at all on some things. <laughs> But that's how we hold it down here on the Across the Tracks podcast, and we hope that we can uh, uh, give a little insight, uh, throw a little knowledge out there for you, and maybe spark an interest. Uh, If not, then we're going to do it for our own sake, because I think this is episode 133. 133, man. Yep, yep. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. That's it, brother. I got some miles on this thing. Got a little bit. Got a little bit. We've worked <laughs> it out. We've had good times. We've had bad times. We've been able to go every every week for weeks. And then there's times we've been missing a few weeks. But that's, you know, life is, life moves on. And there are things that, that take place in our lives that we can't avoid. So sometimes we can get them in. Sometimes we can't. So that's all part yes, of it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is it. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. What we got on tonight? We got a, at least four topics. Yeah, we got about four items we want to talk about tonight. Uh, one uh, is the uh, governor's race down in Louisiana. So changing of the guard down in Louisiana. So we want to chat a bit about that. Also want to talk about the fact now we're getting closer to Israel and launching a full blown uh, ground assault into Gaza. So that situation continues to evolve. Want to talk about uh, the shit show that is the Speaker of the House race. <laughs> uh, my man, Steve Calise, Calise, he withdrew himself here over the weekend. I think it was Friday night or something like that. He withdrew. Yep. And now Jim Jordan is up for Speaker of the House. So we want to talk about that. And then wrapping it up, we got a few memorials we want to talk about tonight, a couple of uh, folks from the entertainment world, and we also want to talk about uh, a young man from our hometown, man, that uh, transitioned this week. So that's what we got tonight, my friend. Okay, okay, all right. Well, let's let's let you kick it off. Let's talk about the um, Louisiana, and that's where where the Johnsons— my dad's family's yeah, from. Yeah, that's your family yeah, there. Family. Home of Louisiana. Yeah. And family so, goes all the way back to the plantation in Dulage Parish. Yeah, yeah. Got roots there. So Got roots. Yeah. So the current governor is uh, John Bell Edwards. He's been the governor since uh, 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he has lost his bid for re-election to a gentleman named Jeff Landry, I do believe is his name. And Jeff Landry, he's a MAGA guy uh, endorsed by Orange Julius Caesar. Uh, He won uh, the governor's race and he will be in the governor's mansion here uh, when this term expires. 
So people are upset, one, because uh, he does have some roots to white supremacy, uh, as been rumored. Uh, He's a Trump guy. But the thing that has a lot of people upset, especially in the black media, is the fact that only 17 percent of black voters in Louisiana turned out to vote. Mm. And they're like, had black voters turned out in mass as people thought they would, Jeff Lamji would have never got elected. And so people are like, okay, what, what is wrong? What is wrong with the black community and the fact that we sometimes seem apathetic about voting and it's when we need to show up to keep people who somewhat have our best interest at heart because they seem to be an advocate for our community. We don't show up to support them. And in this case, uh, uh, John Bell Edwards was going to lose his governorship to a guy that sure as hell don't have any interest of the black community uh, on his agenda. So uh, that's been buzzing all day on a lot of the talk shows on Sirius XM, especially from the black perspective. It's like 17 percent. Are you kidding me? Mm. You know, and, you know, that's that case. We've got a race coming up in our hometown here. Um, November, there's going to be election for the governorship. Andy Bashir is up for uh, for reelection and he's being challenged by Daniel Cameron. And so uh, we got to implore our folks in Kentucky, especially our hometown. If we got relatives in Louisville, Jefferson County, Fayette County, wherever black folks need to vote to keep Daniel Cameron from getting elected because he damn sure don't care nothing about the black community in Kentucky. So I, it pisses me off, man, because he has these commercials on all the time and I'm there. So I see these commercials and they're painting him as, as this individual who cares so much. And it's like, dude, those of us who know who you are, cause he's, he's from E-Town. Yeah, that's what I that's what I know. I, I saw the, I saw commercials this weekend when I was at EKU. Okay. I'm like, dude, he's from Eton. So it's like you couldn't even stand up for a young black woman that uh, was brutally murdered in her home. You couldn't even stand up for her. So I don't know why people want to trust that you're going to stand up for for the black community, the interests of the black community in Kentucky. You're not. So. That we we need to vote, man, and we need our community. We need to take this seriously, man, and and come out in mass uh, as a community and vote for people that seem to have our best interests at heart. We cannot not show up. With that, I'll throw it over to you. Yeah, it's it's a shame. You think seventeen percent of the black community <laughs> came out to vote? Mm-hmm. I mean, demographically. Uh, I would say there's a large amount of black voters uh, in Louisiana. Absolutely. You know, uh, I would say that probably, um, probably have to check for certain, but I'd say at least 30%. Yes, yes. You know, and only 17% only showed 17%, up. 17%. Only 17% of the eligible black voters showed up to vote. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's wild. Yeah. It's a shame. Um, 
but it I guess I guess it's you can turn a negative into a positive because if you think about it then other states will see that this is what you get when you don't show up yep. to vote. Yep. You're you know, right. 100% least, right. Yeah. Um, uh, you're going to, you're going to get knuckleheads. You're going to get people that aren't going to look out for you and they're going to come up with some dumbass rules. Every Republican governor there is comes up with some dead dumbass rooms rules. Now only 17% of you voted and I can guarantee you they're going to try to knock it down to 5%. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you could have prevented that if they could have gotten out and voted. Right. You know, like right. I said, my family's from Louisiana and you know, I, I'm disappointed, Yeah. you know, and, and 12% of the entire state I'm, I'm looking at now, 12% of the entire state is black. 12%. Wow. Yeah. And um it's it's twelve percent of that number is unconscionable. Mm-hmm. That only seventeen percent of, you know, a million people came out to vote. That's well that's awful. Yeah. And it's it, you know, we we've got some some black black celebrities, you know, are putting out a message that, you know, why should you vote? It don't matter. You know, your vote don't matter. That seeps into people's minds, man. And, uh, you know, when we need people to show up in mass, because when we vote, when we vote, people that tend to have our interest at heart, they win, <laughs> you know. Right. But if, if if and we see it, man, you know, the you know, people trying to suppress, uh, you know, you know, voting rights and, and, and putting all, like you said, all these dumb rules in place to, to discourage people from coming out to vote. We, we gotta like stand up and get this done, man. Because like I said, this, this, this happened in Louisiana. I do not want to see the same thing happen in our home state because this guy, he's, I hate to say it, man. He's a lackey for the white man. I'm sorry. He is a lackey for the white man, and he's endorsed by uh, Moscow Mitch. He's married to what? Mitch McConnell's granddaughter or something yep. like that. So you you know what's up with that. And it, the fact that, you know, you could not stand up for a young black woman who was murdered in her apartment, but the DOJ came in and told you, y'all made a serious error here by not charging these guys. And you're the attorney general and you can't do that. That tells me all I need to know about you and how you feel about the black community. Yeah. And, I, and I, I'll i say this. I, I think you, you may have a repeat of what happened in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh-huh. and uh, it's sad to say it. But, you know, when you are a Democrat in a red state which has been gerrymandered to mm-hmm. where in which they're never going to lose a majority, then you become apathetic. Yep. Why vote? People think, you know, when, when some, you said, when someone said that you shouldn't go out there and vote, you know, 
We want to take, and I think human beings want to take the path of least resistance. Yep. Okay. And so all you have to do is give me a hint of not to vote and I'm not going to vote. Okay. That's, that's the way society is today. Mm -hmm. People, this is my own personal opinion. People don't want to work hard. People don't want to get out there and uh, put in the time to do things. I think most people would like to take the easy way of getting things done. And if you tell them that your vote's not going to count, so why should you vote? Then they're going to say, well, hell, I'm not going to vote. I mean, it's frustrating. I know it's frustrating. It's like living in Indiana. I'm not saying I'm a Democrat or Republican. Okay, but living in Indiana, there are no Democrats in any offices anywhere, hardly, except the mayor. Okay, and the mayors of most inner cities are always for or they are black because all the white folks have moved out to the suburbs. Mm. Okay, so white flight has taken out, and what you leave is a you leave a a, a dark inner core. In right. most of these inner cities. Yep. I mean, if you when the people talk about, look, the murder rate in Baltimore, the murder rate in Washington, D.C., the murder rate in Memphis, Tennessee, the murder rate in Indianapolis, the murder rate in Louisville, Kentucky, you're talking about the inner city. Right. You know, right. as black folks move downtown and black on black crime is not a, is not fiction. It's a real deal until we have to figure out these ways of of talking to one another and not using weapons as a method of 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 getting back at somebody or putting emphasis on something, then it's never going to change. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've, you've heard me say this before. I believe that all these guns that are out there that these Republican states want is designed to eliminate black voters. They're mm. killing one another off, killing one another off hand and foot. That's one less black person that's going to vote. And most mm. black people vote Democrat. So that's one yep. less vote that we're going to get. Mm. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you, man. Um, it's it's sad state of affairs, man. We, it's I don't know, man. It's just things just seem to be going downhill at a rapid pace, and um, you you get discouraged, uh, you know, when you hear about things like this. When I heard this story that, you know, only 17% of eligible voters came out to vote for uh, John Bell Edwards, I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And then this is what happens. You get these individuals who. The ultra MAGA, the Trump guys and women, that's who you get in office. And they damn sure don't care nothing about you. So you can forget it. I, I feel bad for the people of Louisiana, but I'm going to feel even worse for the people of Kentucky if Daniel Cameron gets elected. Mm. You know, because well, yeah, we don't it's, live it's there. Money. You yeah. know, these these mega Republican people are pouring in big money. Into mm-hmm. these races, I didn't. I didn't see one commercial when I was at EKU over the weekend that had Andy Brashear in it. I've seen. That there's a couple. There's a couple he's got, uh, basically rebutting what the Daniel Cameron commercial has said. 
Right. Because they're trying to paint him as this individual who endorsed uh, uh, transgender issues concerning transgender kids. I mean, they're playing up, you know, he's for transgender, this or that. And and he's the he's a leftist and all this other fool. He want that's the commercial they've been running. The only yeah. commercial he has is to rebut that. And it's like, OK, the Democrats have a communication problem. They have it. They have a communication problem. And then they wonder why they they don't get people to come out because people don't know what the hell you're doing. Right. You know, like right now, a lot of people are not touting the Democratic National Committee is not touting the good things that Joe Biden has done for this country. And you, you people are already putting it out there. Man, don't vote for this dude, man. He What has he done for the black community? What has he done for you? He's old. He says that. The Democratic National Committee needs to have something going every day touting the good that this guy has done and also what's really going on, on the other side. Tell the truth about who these people are that want to take his place. Tell the truth about what they haven't done. And that's not happening, man. So it's not just the presidential. It's these local elections. The Democrats, they do a poor job of communicating what's really going on right. with their candidates and what they've yeah. done. I think the biggest the biggest thing is that um, Republicans have a Zoom call every Friday night or every Sunday afternoon and they all get on the same page. This is what we're going to push this week. And it goes from the local all the way to the national and vice Mm -hmm. versa. These are the talking points. Yep. This, this is this is instead of their newsletter is here's this week's talking point. Yep. You're gonna push this issue. And they go out there and they do it. That's the only that's the only place they have discipline mm-hmm. is pushing a talking point. Yep. And then you have Fox News or News Nation or Truth Whatever, and yep. they are pushing the same thing. So those people that listen to those or watch those programs only hear one thing. Mm-hmm. They're not going to they're not going to. It's rare that <clears throat> uh, Fox News will rebut something that someone uh, in the Republican Party said. It's rare. Very rare. Yeah. Very rare. You know, if yeah. they and if there's some truth that's going on going on, they're not going to show it. Mm-mm. You know, nope. it's, it's, it's just like the, the January 6 hearings. Hell, they didn't even show it the first day. Nope. You know, right. and and evidently somebody um, got upset and said that why aren't we seeing it? And then they started putting it on. But mm-hmm. then it was on. But the talking heads were talking over everything right. and spewing out right. a whole bunch of crap that um, that, that they were trying to to say to keep their listening audience happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 the other thing, uh, Wayne, is the fact that. We only want to listen to what we want to listen to. Correct. You know, we don't get to see the other side. We don't tune into the other people. And and we don't push the issues. We skirt around the issue. Instead of saying that that uh, Cheeto Jesus is an asshole, we won't say anything at all, mm-hmm. you know, to our friends. You know, we won't pull them aside and say, what do you think about this guy? What are your thoughts on him? Do you believe what he believes? 
<laughs> oh, well, he didn't do that, but you voted for him. So you right, believe right, what he's, you know, right. we don't, Democrats don't confront. Nope. You know, they're, they're always, they're always trying to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I always, I've always said this is that if you try to make everybody happy, you're going to fail. Yep. Period. That's true. That you can't true. you can't make everybody ha- happy. You have to make a decision. You have to stand on an issue and and take that issue and let everybody know about that issue. Republicans are great about that. You know, these are our talking points, and they're gonna push that. And the Democratic Party, especially at the national level, is is fractured. The Republicans is fractured, but the Republicans is fractured in one direction. Mm-hmm. The Democrats is fractured in, you know, 50 directions. Right. <laughs> so there's there's no single voice because, you know, the Constitution says that we can be independent and blah, 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 blah. And they do that and they never come together. So mm-hmm. anyway, Louisiana, yeah. I feel for you. Yep. Hey, put put your seatbelt on. Buckle up because now you got a whole bunch of crazy that's gonna be coming at you. That's right. And you yes, got a you got you got a um um legislature that's probably a supermajority, I would imagine, in Louisiana. Meaning there's more red legislators than blue yep. legislators. So they're gonna push whatever they want now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Having a democratic governor was a Stopgap. That's right. I can veto that That's stuff. right. Now, That's right. if they want to say, we're going to ban Sesame Street, the legislature, the governor going to go, we're going to ban Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. The governor says that we're going to purge everybody's last name that ends in an S. The governor is going to say, we're going to purge everybody's last name that ends in an S. You yeah. know? You no longer can vote on right. uh, a month before the elections. Yep. You have to show, help show proof of, of, of your ID. Uh, you can't give out bottles of water. You can't help mm-hmm. somebody. You have to stand in line. I, I guarantee you they are going to reduce the number of polling places mm-hmm. because they want black folks to stand in line, get frustrated and say, hell, I ain't standing in line for seven hours to vote. Right, right. And they're just going to go home and not vote. Yep, yep. No, that's that's it, man. That's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, that's some of that is is happening in Florida because you have a governor who's who's passing all these shitty ass bills because he has a supermajority in the legislature and whatever they want, the governor signs off on it. So, yep. you know, I feel for the citizens of Louisiana. Like I say, man. I hope it don't happen in our old home state because the same thing is going to happen there that uh, people are, you know, if if they don't exercise their constitutional right, they're going to f- wake up and find out that your rights are going to be severely impacted. So that I think we've we've beat that to death. Um, yeah. It's 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 important. And we always end the program by doing that. But I think we just need to like, hey, you need to get out and vote. If you're eligible to vote, get out and exercise your constitutional right as a citizen to vote. We need to do that. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. Yep. And if you can't, then work on being a better citizen so you can get your right to vote back. Right. Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully you have a, hopefully you can have a um, legislature that can say that you know these people have served their time, they've been in prison, they've been good citizens for ten, mm-hmm. fifteen, whatever years. Mm-hmm. They can vote. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see why they should not be allowed to vote. You've paid your your debt to society, as they always say, but then when you get out, you're still making people pay, you know, by taking away their rights. I mean, that's one of the most fundamental rights we have is to elect our representatives. So I've been in years for t- prison for twenty years, and then I get out, and you're still sticking it to me. Mm-hmm. You know? You're still sticking it to me. So. Um, yeah, if you if you have that right, exercise it. And if you don't, then work as hard as hell to get that right back to do what you need to do, because I think democracy as we know it is is on life support. And we need all voters to help resurrect that man, because we're in we're in dire straits right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're yes, right. sir. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the world stage because we've got uh, we've got another war going on uh, in the Middle East, and uh, things are getting ready to ratchet up here um, as Israel is preparing a full blown ground assault on Hamas in Gaza in the Gaza Strip, and things are getting dire there because uh, people have been told to evacuate. And if you know anything about your geography, if you look at a map. That's where Gaza Strip is. They're bordered by uh, Egypt to the south, Israel mm-hmm. to the north, and the Mediterranean Sea is on their backside. So it's like, where are these people supposed to evacuate to? Right. You know, uh, it's it's a humanitarian crisis right now. Um, you know, people are like trying to get out that border crossing. I think it's called the Rafa border mm-hmm. crossing yep. uh, between Gaza and Egypt. Uh, it was supposed to be open to allow people to pass, but that opening has been closed for like, I think the past two days. So p- people are just there. So, you know, something needs to be done because as we both know, if you know anything about uh, Israel, they take no prisoners. He is going to level Gaza. We, we they, they do not play. And so you want as many people who have nothing to do with this, you want innocent people out of that uh, so that, you know, when the military goes in, they're strictly dealing with the Hamas terrorist. But you don't want innocent people to be collateral damage. And and I'm afraid uh, if they don't get these people out of there, that's that's what's going to happen. So right before we came on the air tonight, uh, I heard that 2000 U.S. troops are being prepared to deploy to the Middle East. Now, it's not it wasn't determined whether or not these people were going to actually be on the ground, but 2000 troops have been uh, put on notice for deployment to the Middle East. So I didn't hear what unit or what base they're coming from, but uh, that was a, a breaking news that came on right before we came on the air. So, so it's getting dicey over there, man. Uh, I'm not sure how this is going to end up, but it's not going to be pretty. I can tell you that because Israel is there. They're out for blood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's almost guaranteed that um, civilians are going to be killed. Mm-hmm. It's almost guaranteed. Yeah. Because, you know, Hamas, uh, they're not going to be wearing 
army uniforms. No. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're going to be hiding amongst the people, you know, when the Israeli military shows up and seeing that the Israeli military don't, don't play. They're, they're, some of them are going to fight. Some of them are going to run and hide and try to blend mm-hmm. in with everybody mm-hmm. else and try to escape that way so they can live again to fight another day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, right now, the Israelis have cut literally all the power and there's no water. Nope. Uh, and, and they're kind of treating it like treating uh, Gaza like um, Putin treated Ukraine. Mm-hmm. They're just taking out all these suspected uh, Hamas um Hezbollah, I should say. Yeah, Hezbollah, mm-hmm. Hamas, um, sanction houses and so on. You know, they're leveling them. So <clears throat> they're warning people that, you know, if you're in northern um, northern part of the Gaza Strip, you need to go south. Yep. Because we're going to come in and, and we're going we're gonna to put, we are going to put ourselves between um Lebanon and the Gaza Strip because we don't want you to escape into Lebanon. Egypt in the south is not going to want them to go there. Mm-hmm. So we're going to we're going to cut you off and basically surround you like a a, a pot of orcas and uh, eat your ass like a seal. <laughs> yep. You know. And if those people don't get out of there, it's, you know, that's, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty bad. Um, you know? yeah. And and President Biden is in the process of trying to make this thing not, not go into other people getting involved. You know, we know that, uh, Hamas or Hezbollah, who, whatever that group is that's, that that planned all this, that they're backed by the Iranians, and Iranians hate mm-hmm. Americans, mm-hmm. and um, the Iranians hate hate Israel as well, and um, it, it could lead to that. And you know, Iran is a huge country. Mm-hmm. You know, Iran has a huge military. You know, the old the old Persian, you know, Xerxes back in those days, you know, back in the days, you know, they've always fought. So they're not afraid of fighting, you know, and they yeah. have a they have a population that's the youngest, one of the youngest populations in the Middle East or Southwest mm-hmm. Asia, however you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. You know, however, you know, uh, the leadership of uh, Iran, you know, the, the old, old conservative folks, they you know, deaf to America. And I don't think the young people want that because, you know, they're listening to Tupac and Biggie, you know, even though they say they're not supposed to, but they're listening to it. They're listening to Michael Jackson. They're listening to uh, Madonna. They're listening Mm -hmm. to Taylor Swift. They're listening Mm -hmm. to all that stuff. They, they want, I think the young folks want to bring back the old, old ways of being tied to the U S but it's the leadership the religious leadership in Iran that controls the military, that controls yep. the TVs, controls the media. So it is what it is. 
Yep, death to America, and yeah, you know, and and the the, the rumor, um, you know, that some people have floated is that yeah, Ron is behind this, and there's some Russian involvement as well. Because oh, absolutely, if if, uh, if we can get the U.S., you know, the U.S. always has Israel's back. Now the U.S. is divided. Uh, since we don't have a Speaker of the House, which we're going to talk about in a minute. No funding for Ukraine is going out. So right now, Putin is loving this, man, because, uh, you know, he wants the uh, the Western alliance to fracture so he can just roll right through Ukraine and possibly just roll right through Europe. So uh, there are some other people that have interests that are watching this that have ulterior motives as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes, and sir. You just got to – we have to um... – you know, hang in there, and we. I think in this situation, we're going to have to be all the end all to everybody over there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, those troops that are, you know, being called up just in case. You know, um, it. It. I would say it's probably the 82nd or the 101st. They're always the first to be deployed. Yeah. You know, usually. Uh, not saying that's specifically how it's going to go, but that's they're always one of the first to be deployed. So they'll they'll go someplace and be staging. We'll start having you know those C5s, you know, heading over there loaded with equipment yeah. and stuff, you know. And you know you know you would know about that more than I would. And uh, C130s heading over there, you know, we're not going to yeah. be yeah. we're not going to be over there without. You know, being able to protect ourselves. Yep. C uh, C seventeen, C C one thirty, C fives. Yeah. Um, so it's. I don't know, man. We already got two aircraft carriers over there too. So you know, right. a lot of firepower over in the Middle East, man. So uh, like I said, right now, don't know where these troops are coming from. Uh, but like you said, my guess is probably the 101st or the 82nd. Not sure, but uh, that was, you know, when we came on right before the uh, we came on the air. That's uh, that was uh, the thing, man. What was happening? So we just, uh, I don't know, man. I just uh, we need to pray that this has a uh, peaceful resolution, and that uh, you know a lot of innocent people do not end up getting um, getting killed in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And one other one other thing before we transition to something else is that um, all of the people in Gaza. Don't hate Israel. No. Okay, so there has to be some way to allow those people to 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 control themselves. It would be my prayer that they could create a a a government in Israel that had Palestinians as part of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you yeah. you have I think the, the <clears throat> government's called the Knesset, I think. You have members that are 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 Palestinian that's part of the government. You know, they Mm-hmm. You can't have a democracy unless everybody is represented some way. Right, right. You know right. they got a, their own governor and and their, their own leaders and so on. But I I would hope that they would 
somehow come up with some, I can't say power sharing, ways in which they could be represented and and their voices can be heard and the Israelis could literally uh, coexist together as opposed to just going in and grabbing land and so on and taking stuff from people. That's that's right, just right, that's right. just my thoughts. If there's right. a way of doing that, yeah, there would be a lot. There would be much more peace in um, that region, I think. But <coughs> I don't me. know if that ever happened. So, well, I mean, you you you. I think you know you need some skillful um, you know folks to come in there and 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 try to do that, man, because. You know, I don't see why there can't be a two-state solution. I don't, I don't understand mm-hmm. why they can't. I mean, this is simple. I mean, why do you want to keep uh, your foot on the neck of these people? Um, you know, keeping them pinned into this little area, like people say, is the this is the biggest open-air prison in the world. You know, and and treat people like this. Um, and then you got idiots in our country like uh, dumbass Ron DeSantis, who said all Palestinians are anti-Semitic. I mean, he just painted all these people with a broad paintbrush that they're all anti-Semitic. Like I said, no, all these people do not hate Israel. You know, they, they do not. And that's the story needs to be told from both sides. You right. Know? And, and right now, that's that's not what that is not what is happening. So Yeah. And speaking of DeSantis, Lynn, I was out doing something today. I think I went over and played pickleball and coming back. He goes, did okay. you hear what he did? I went, w- w- who? He goes, uh, that idiot down in, in, in Florida. I said, DeSantis? He goes, yeah. He sends a plane over there and brings back 95 Palestinians. And I went, oh, he did? Yeah, yeah. I said, what was the purpose of that? You know, it's it's amazing that he can spend the taxpayers' money to do that. He can spend the taxpayers' money to send, uh, you know, immigrants mm-hmm. up to New York, and then he wants to bring in these special immigrants into Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. as as a taxpayer in Florida, I would be a little bit pissed off. Yeah. yeah. Not, not that it's not a humanitarian thing. It's the right thing to do, but he's only doing it to score points. He's not right. doing it because yeah. 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 he's he not it. doing it yeah. because he's um, doing it out of the kind of his heart, out of the no. kindness of his heart. No, hell, the way he acts, sometimes he's he's anti-Semitic. Right. I mean, if if you're gonna make if you're gonna paint everybody with a broad uh, stroke that all these people are anti-Semitic, then okay, why are you going over there to help them? I mean, if you believe that and you make a statement like that, why are you sending a plane over there to bring people out? Why, why do you, why do you want those people in your community? You know, he's an idiot, man. I can't believe that he even thinks he's got a shot at getting anywhere near the White House because he's an idiot, man. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. Every time he opens his mouth, like every time these people open their mouth, they show how ignorant they really are. And he he's right up there at the top of the list with some of these other idiots, man. So, yeah, it's 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 all for play, all for show, because he he don't care, man. He's just trying to win some some brownie points. Yeah. You know, so. So speaking uh, of idiots. Yeah. Speaking (laughs) of idiots. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to transition into what we talked a little bit about last week, and that is 
the fact that there's chaos within the House of Representatives. And I'll let you let you kick that off with uh, oh, talk man. about yeah. a guy that people love yeah. to hate, I guess. Yeah, people love to hate because he's just that kind of guy, you know. <laughs> but uh, that, that our, our lovely House of Representatives is still in chaos because we don't have a speaker. And the fact that uh, we don't have a speaker means that nothing really gets done. No bills can be passed. No funding can be allocated. Basically, work has come to a grinding halt in the House. So the individual that the Republican convention voted on to nominate as speaker, Steve Calise, he's from Scalise. He's from down in Louisiana, I believe. He represents yep. from Louisiana. He withdrew his name. Uh, I think it was on, gosh, what night it was, but he withdrew his name. Tuesday? Uh, from Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, can't remember which one, yeah, but he yeah. withdrew himself from the nomination. That flipped the switch over to, like you say, a guy everybody loves to hate. And I think it's genuine because he's such an asshole. I, he is an asshole. And that's Jim Jordan to be the Speaker of the House. And he, he, he always comes across as being so smug about stuff, you know, and, and this is the guy who defied subpoenas because he didn't want to come testify before the January 6th committee, knowing damn good and well he knew a lot of information about what was going on because he talked to Orange Julius Caesar off and on throughout that day. But he defied a subpoena. And a few other things he's done, like starting this bogus impeachment in inquiry into Biden with no evidence to support it. He's part of that. And a lot of other stupid stuff he's done just because he thinks it's cute and he thinks it's funny. But he's not a leader. And I think Liz Cheney made it clear. She made a statement over the weekend that if you elect this guy as your next speaker, the country is done. Because you know good and well it's going to be nothing but a shit show every day with this guy leading uh, the Republican caucus in the House. He, he's, he's despicable. That's why Hillary was right. When Hillary Clinton said that, that all these people supporting Orange Julius were deplorables, she was actually right. Mm -hmm. And people vilified her for saying that. But hindsight, hindsight being what it is, she was 100 percent right. Because all these people now who are vying for power, Jim Jordan and Cruz and Hawley, all these people, they're despicable. They're deplorable. She was 100 percent right. And so I, he's trying to get enough votes to get him over the uh, – he needs 217. But uh, right now there's some people who said, nope, we're not voting for him either. So – it is hilarious, man. We look we look embarrassing to the rest of the world because we can't get our shit together in our own government, man. So I personally, I do not want him to become speaker. I wish there was some way that it could be worked out where Hakeem Jeffries could become speaker of the House. And we <laughs> might get something done, man. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I'll, I'll throw it over. Wish. I wish, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we could only wish that uh, saner head, heads would come forward but that's not gonna happen no um i'm i'm like you and praying that this idiot is not does not become the speaker of the house because he is he is an awful human being 
He all he's interested in is fast talking and trying to be slick Mm -hmm. and pushing a whole bunch of bullshit agenda items. Yep. You know, um, as you mentioned, something about the impeachment inquiry is Mm -hmm. dumbass Kevin McCarthy, who 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 made the uh, deal with the devil in order (laughs) to become the speaker you know, gave up all these um, incentives, mm-hmm. and one of them was to uh, vacate the house. And his ass only lasted nine months. Yep. Only nine months. Yep. You know, and then he said, "Well, we don't want you. You're out, dumb son of a bitch. What an asshole. What a what a dummy." <laughs> but he you knew know? that. I, I'm thinking, like, dude, I thought you were a pretty smart guy. So you agreed to all these, uh, you know, giving in to these people what they want, knowing damn good and well, like, you should have knew your job was on the line. As soon as you cracked that gavel saying, you know, I'm the speaker, you should have knew you you were on timeout as soon as that you did that. Because these people, as soon as you didn't give them what they want, they were going to vote your ass out. And you lasted yep. nine months. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't think Jordan are like, dude, they're going to do the same thing to you if you don't acquiesce to what they want, they're going to vote your ass out too. And this is going to be going on and on and on until, again, people come out and vote and vote a lot of these idiots out of office so we can get some some people in there that act like they got some sense. Yeah. I mean, he's he's an insurrectionist. Yes, he's an insurrectionist. (laughs) I mean, I don't don't get it. And all these people that, you know, that are in um, New York, Places like that in parts of California where, you know, they're Democratic states and they're in a situation where their their little area is kind of bluish. You know, how can they vote for this fool knowing that a vote for him is a vote against them the next time they run for office? That's right. right. You know, so. He has corruption written all over him, man. Yeah, I I think the best (laughs) I think the best thing that can happen, which should be maybe I'm just saying maybe it could be a blessing in disguise that you have to choose somebody that is going to be fairly moderate and that will be willing to work with both sides. That's the only way we're ever going to get out of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and of well, course, of course, the the people that that won't vote for someone that's martyred because they don't want anybody to work with the Democrats. The Republicans no. don't want that mm-hmm. that small group don't want anybody to work with the Democrats, and they're such small majorities that they're not going to vote for somebody like that. Nope. Simply nope. because you know they want to keep their camp. They're people in their camp. They don't want to work together. Oh, my God, working together. I mean, why are they making $174,000 a year and hadn't done a friggin' thing? Nope, that is right. And and a lot of people may not know this, but if the government had a shut down here a few weeks ago, guess who was still going to get paid? Oh, yeah. They were. Yeah. They were still going to get paid while the bulk of America was suffering. They were still going to get paid. You know, yep. so they're responsible, responsible for appropriations. 
That's right. Hell, they're the only people that can give themselves raises. Yeah, they give themselves a raise. <laughs> you know, they haven't done it for a while, but of course, yeah. they don't need a raise. There's no. there's no. friggin' lobbyists that's paying all their shit anyway. They get right. a free trip home every week that's paid for yep. by taxpayer dollars. Yep. You know, you want to co- cut Social Security and Medicare, first start with yourself. That's right. You know, that's right. cut out all these damn perks. Pass right. a law that says you can't get, let's pass a law that basically eliminates lobbyists. Mm-hmm. Make your ass do some work. That's right. That's right. And I they wish, only work from Tuesday to Thursday. Right, right. I wish I had a schedule like that, make 174000 yeah. a year and only work four days a week. But I'm really not doing anything, you know, except causing chaos, you know, in, in the government because nothing, nothing is getting done. And it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment, man, that, that here we are in a few weeks coming up. If they don't have a speaker here before long, guess what? November the 17th. Government's going to shut down again. So what is that going to look like? It's 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 sad, man, that uh, here we are. And uh, I do not. I hope pray to God that Jim Jordan does not get enough votes to uh, to assume that gavel, because it's it's just going to be chaos on top of chaos. Yeah, I I agree with you. Man. <laughs> he, there's, just, there's something about him. That I could just punch him in his fucking yeah, face. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's one of these whiny. He, mm-hmm. he, 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 he talks a bunch of shit, but he, he can't back it up. I don't, I don't think he yeah. can back it up. That's it. That's it. And he was the individual. I think Jasmine Crockett, the representative from Texas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She blasted his ass, and and the guy from Kentucky, Comer. Comer. She blasted both their asses. It's like you're always talking about justice and people obeying the law, but didn't you defy a subpoena? You you defied a subpoena from the January 6th committee because you felt you didn't have to, and now here you are demanding that people come before you. It's like get the hell out of here, <laughs> you know. And then uh, I think Fannie Willis has 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 set his ass down because he's like you're meddling in my state affairs. You ain't got you, this ain't none of your damn business, right? You right. know, she shut him down with a letter. She said, so yeah, he he's one of those guys. He talks a lot of crap and can't back it up. Can't back it up. He he's he's a, a, a wannabe tough guy, so he thinks. Yep, that's you know? why he's such buddies with Trump. Yeah, well, both of them. Because they want to be tough. Want to be want to be tough guys. Want to be tough guys, and probably never had a fight in either one of them. Haven't had a fight in their life. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm right, just you like, right. you know, you're right. You're right. He, you just like you want to punch him in his face, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's like you agree with, you know, Cheeto Jesus, who's who put praises for his and said, oh, they were they're were, they were very yeah. smart people. Mm-hmm. You know, Chinese President G, very smart man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russian President Putin, uh, a genius and savvy. Great leader. He's a great, great leader. leader. <laughs> yeah, and Kim Jong Un. What, what a great, what a great leader he is. Yeah, yeah. Erdogan, what? Erdogan, and the Ali. Yeah, yeah. He wants yeah. to be like those guys because they're dictated. Because his punk mm-hmm. ass can't do stuff the right way. Right. He wants stuff to be given to him. Right. And he doesn't want to work for it. That's his right. problem. Right. And the fact that we have a document that says these are the powers of this office. 
And guess what? No, you're not running roughshod over the government. You know, I, I have a right. I can do whatever I want with those documents. I had a right to the. No, you didn't, dumbass. <laughs> First of all, as of what is it? As of 12 o'clock on January the 20th, you were no longer the president of the United States. Therefore, you couldn't declassify shit. <laughs> yeah. OK. As some as yeah. someone who's been around classified information, the bulk of my adult life, I can tell you there's a a process in place to declassify classified information and you can't do it by just thinking about it in your mind. <laughs> I mean, get the hell out of here, man. But, but people are believing this idiot. Yeah. And, and then you got, right. And then you got people like Jordan, like, you know, endorsing him and putting this crap out, you know, why are you guys on this guy? Why are you mistreating this guy? Why are you treating this guy like this? Yeah. Because he's a, yeah, why are you weaponizing the government against this guy? Ain't nobody weaponizing nothing. This dude has did it all by himself. Yep. So he wants to be a dictator. You guys are trying to help him be a dictator. You did try to help him uh, overthrow the government. And now you want to be Speaker of the House. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. yeah. Give me a break. Yep. You know, so, yeah. We'll so we'll we'll be watching that, see what's happening. But uh, I hope he does not get to 217. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to. I think there are going to be some people who are going to stand up and support the Constitution and say, this dude is not worthy to hold his office because of what he's done. You know, yep. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You better find somebody. You're right. They, the clock's ticking. <laughs> Clock <laughs> is like, ticking. It's like Timex. That's right. That's right. Ain't nothing stopping because, uh, you know, work needs to be done, man. And, uh, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. John Cameron Swayze. Remember that commercial? Uh, Yeah. It keeps on ticking. (laughs) John Cameron Swayze. Yeah, Yeah, that's a... You, you old people out there, you would know who I'm talking about. Young people, they have no clue. Yeah, they're like, who the hell are they talking about? <laughs> John Cameron Swayze. John, John's got a camera, Swayze? Yeah. yeah. Is, he, is he related to Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> the dude that played in Ghost, is he related to him? <laughs> yeah, that takes a lick and it keeps yeah. on ticking, man. Everybody wanted a Timex. I think That's we all had a Timex. We all had a Timex. <laughs> As a kid, that was that was a Christmas gift. Get a Timex watch, man. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. It's a luxury That's item too, back That's then. That's right, man. If you got a Timex <laughs> watch as a kid for a Christmas gift, your parents like they sacrificed a hell of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the other watches were like plastic. Uh, yeah, one of these throwing you risk. <laughs> yeah, and I think you you might have got a Timex for graduation. You know, you might that might have been your graduation gift. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but that was a that was a big time gift back then. Yeah, man. yeah, big time gift. But yeah, yes, sir. All right, all right. We got a couple more things here. Let's yeah. transition to the entertainment yeah. world, I guess. Yeah. We got a couple of folks that we need to memorialize uh, tonight, and they're from the world of entertainment. And uh, the first uh, we'll talk about, she passed yesterday, and that is Suzanne Summers. I think uh, people of a certain age uh, will remember her from uh, Three's Company. Three's Company, yeah. 
Yeah. She played. Uh, she had a role of the ditzy blonde, uh, uh, John Ritter, uh, Joyce DeWitt, and her. Uh, they lived in this apartment, and John Ritter was playing that he was gay because the landlord didn't allow same-sex uh, individuals to live together in the apartment right, complex. Right. But she played the ditzy blonde, and she played that part quite well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It was the, the the ditzy blonde that always had a answer that was like, "What the hell is she talking about?" <laughs> it was that kind of reaction from yeah, her. Yeah, it's kind of what they <laughs> how you connect with blonde hair, supposedly blonde hair people, supposed to be a little ditzy like right, that. So right. they they yeah. they wrote that into her her lines to be that way yeah she played that role very well uh she had a few bit parts in some other television shows some movies and whatnot but uh one of the things she's really famous for if you remember was the thigh master oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah the thigh master she got buku rich off the thigh master and a lot of a lot of ladies went out and bought the thigh master man (laughs) you know because of of the way it could transform your legs and your butt and all this stuff and then they had a butt master after that so yeah she uh she made a killing off of that invention so as a matter of fact uh, she uh she uh left the show yep because she was not getting paid uh, right. the way that she felt that she get paid. I think, you know, John Ritter was the highest paid person yep, per episode, yep. like $100,000, and she wasn't even getting half of that. Yep. So she said, hey, adios, AMF, adios, motherfuckers, I'm out of here. Right, deuces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Deuces, and out. you know, she took a big pay cut and took Absolutely. a whole bunch of harassment. But uh, she mm-hmm. said, "Hey, my work of my work, even though I'm a supposed to play a ditzy blonde, I ain't that damn ditzy to know that right. he's making twice <laughs> the amount of money that I am, and I'm working just as hard as he is." Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she. Uh, I lost my train of thought here. Um, oh yeah, um, pretty much. I think there's only one member of that cast still alive. Everybody else has passed on. I think Joyce DeWitt is the is the last one standing hmm. uh, from Three's Company. Everybody else has passed on. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was I, I like watching that series, man. Yeah, I, I used did to too. watch it. I used to watch we were right out of high school at that yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was a good little series, and like I said, she had some bit parts and some other things as well. But she will always be remembered as a major character in Three's Company. So rest yep. in peace, rest in power, Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers. All right, and our next man, I'm gonna let you have this one, man, because you've been. Uh, I think this, you had these gentlemen on, and one of your your albums you had pulled out of your collection. <laughs> It was one of the albums that you were listening to and your new stereo that you had. And uh, I'll, I'll let you kick it off, man, because yeah. th- this guy is huge, uh, you know, in in the entertainment world, especially R&B. So over to you, yep. my friend. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, one of the my my new old stereo that I've had, <laughs> had re- refurbished, you know, so we're going to talk about one of the founding members of the Isley Brothers, 
uh, passing away, and that was uh, Brother Rudolph Isley. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died um, the 11th, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The, the 11th at age 84. And the Isley brothers have been around since the 50s, and their first breakout hit was to Shout. Mm-hmm. And everybody's everybody has played and have sung, you know, it makes me want to shout. Mm-hmm. And so they started off as a doo-wop group. And then I would say this about the Isley Brothers. It was Ron, Rudolph, and... Um, O'Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, O'Kelly. O'Kelly. And uh, they started off as a doo-wop group in the 50s and then... They transitioned into the uh, 70s in which they branched out and got into some R&B and they branched out and got into a little bit of rock and roll because one of their um, one of their key musicians was Jimi Hendrix. Yep. And Jimi Hendrix was responsible for teaching baby brother Ernie how to play the guitar. And um, Hendrix was their was their guitar uh, player as part of the the group, and then from there they added a couple cousins, and then little brother Ernie joined, and then that's when we got to the the T-neck years, which we've talked about before. Yep. And the I think it's like seventy three, seventy four, in which they completely transitioned into a more rock soul group mm-hmm. and um, um, uh, Rudolph was was part of that now um, there was a little little family uh, <laughs> dust up uh, when brother Ron Mr. Big became too big and tried <laughs> to monopolize or trademark the Isley brothers name yep Okay, and so you you can't just make that your name when we started it as a kind of a cooperative. You know, we all shared in everything, and so he sued his brother yep. in order to for him to um, um to to stop Ronald Ron Mr. Big from um, trademarking the Isley Brothers name for himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> so yeah, he um he was uh I think he was was he the younger brother? Yeah, he was the older brother. Well the older and, the I think the oldest was O'Kelly was the yeah, oldest. Yeah, but he was the older older than Ronald. Yeah, they're right, older than Ronald, right, right. Yeah, right. older yeah, than Ronald. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And um um yeah, he uh, said, Hey, you can't do that, man. I, my name should be a part of that. If you're gonna trademark it, I'm gonna get the same amount of ducats as you. So therefore they sued, and you know, it, 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 I don't know um, if it, he got it a win never, out of there or not. Yeah, it never got resolved because I think he he had just filed a lawsuit. Right. Uh, and now that he passed, I'm not sure if 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 his legal folks will continue to take that up uh, yeah. and keep it going. It could but be his kids. Yeah, it could be his kids. You yeah. know, but you know, Ronald's like, hey, you know, you left the group in '89 and haven't right. performed with us over since '89, so you know, 
Yeah, and and a lot of the the newer Isley Brothers stuff, it was the Isley Brothers featuring Ronald Isley. So, yes, you know, and so I'm like, uh, he, he he yeah, Ronald got big, man, Mr. Biggs, as as we all know him as, but I think he got bigger than the group, and uh, you know, as as things progressed, like I said after the after the T neck years, um, he he got. You know, he went out on his own, did some solo stuff, and he he had his own career. Right. And then they would do some stuff. They'd come back together. But it, now it was the Isley Brothers featuring Ronald Isley. And it's like, okay, why are you separating yourself from the group? <laughs> yeah. You know, why why are you doing that? So, uh, yeah, sad, sad state that uh, he passed, that he passed. And they, they also, let we backtrack a little bit, they added Chris Jasper to the group. He was a yes. brother-in-law. They added Chris Jasper to the yeah. group. And then there was an Isley brother, Isley, Isley, Jasper Isley. Kept several albums came out uh, under that moniker uh, back in the 80s. So uh, they've, they've morphed into a lot of different uh, entities, man. But, uh, you know, he will be missed, man, because he was, uh, you know, they're a legendary, legendary group in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, so we'll see how this plays out, man. But uh, now there's Ronald and uh, and Ernie. And um, Ernie. And Ernie left, and uh, and Chris Jasper, who I think Chris Jasper now is doing a lot of stuff on his own. He's doing a lot of solo stuff now. I've, I've been picking up quite a few uh, stuff uh, from his solo career he's doing on. And, you know, still in the vein of that Isley Brothers style, uh, because he has a, he has that voice. He has a nice voice. He sang lead on a couple of tracks. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's doing some solo stuff. But uh, right now, the, I have the... The group is Ronald and Ernie. That's that's who's left of the right. Isley brothers. So. As a matter of fact, as we went down to Richmond over the weekend, um, I had on uh, the Between the Sheets. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, not soundtrack, but I had I was listening to some hits from Between the Sheets, and I'm like, okay. damn, I forgot how good this this album was. Yeah, yeah. Man, it was a it was a monster. Yeah. Because that was yeah. that was the next transition from the Isleys that they went from they went from, you know, the T neck years and then they transitioned mm-hmm. back to R and B and then that yep. between the, the that between the sheets album just went it just took off because yep. it was so sexy. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, just the name between the sheets make you think that, oh, what goes on between the sheets, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're absolutely that was, that was right. A transition. Then, of course, Ronald's made another transition, just different as a solo artist and so on. And uh, I just, um, I just, um, every now and then I'll play their, um, the one that he and Ronald, uh, Ernie made. Um, uh, recently, oh gosh, let me think of it. Oh gosh, oh, oh god, it's probably not that old, but um, what was the last one they made together? Shoot, Ooh, uh, Ronald um, and Ernie, Ronald and Ernie. Um, oh, it'll come to me, it'll be too damn late, then uh. Move your move your body. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Move your body. That's it. And that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty tight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Move move your body. The Isley Brothers. That's it. 
Yeah. It reminds me of because in my my little I have a playlist called Funky Dance Jams. Okay. And that's in there with uh, Charlie Wilson and Shaggy and Naughty by Nature. I, I, well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I digress. <laughs> yeah, well, I have one of those playlists myself, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. All yeah, right. but yeah, he's a, you know, legend. Like I say, man, rest in peace, rest in power. One of the members of a legendary R&B group has transitioned. And, yep. uh, and uh, so he'll be missed and... Uh, We'll just say rest in peace, rest in power, power. Mr. Rudolph Isley. So um, I'm going to wrap it up tonight, man. We we lost one of our uh, young men we grew up with back in E-Town, although he was a a year or so uh, 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 behind Behind us, us. behind us. But we all we all knew their family and everything. And. And that is uh, Gary Polk, uh, you know, mm-hmm. one of our childhood uh, friends passed uh, this week. And, uh, you know, they had a large family as well, man. You know, they had they had a big family and, you know, they were always involved in a lot of business. Had They, they were, you know, yeah. had a lot of businesses that, uh, you know, they had, whether it was trucking, they did um, worked on vehicles, uh, all kind of stuff, man. So. But Gary, uh, I think, graduated with my wife, and I think uh, Steve was the next brother. We ran cross-country and track with Steve, and I think Gary played football. Yeah, he did. uh, Gary played football. So, uh, yeah, he passed this week. So I want to send out our thoughts uh, thinking of the Polk family at this time Mm -hmm. because it seems like, man, folks are – you know, from our childhood, they're they're passing on, man. And yeah. We, we every now and then we have to remind ourselves that uh, this life is a temporary thing, man. Yeah. Every day is a blessing, man. Every, every day, day, yes, yes, sir. Every day we wake up and we can get some things accomplished it is a blessing, and yeah. the Lord, Lord gives us an opportunity to lay down at night. That's right. You know, tomorrow's not promised to anyone. Nope. You know, nope. and uh, you know, I over the weekend. I was the MC of a, a banquet for fraternity brothers and so on. Okay. And I just I just said, you know, I, I never used to be this way, but if if my emotions have taken over sometimes, man, and yeah. I it's, it just okay. it's not that I'm sad, but I'm not depressed or anything like that. But it, there's just something that I'll I'll cry in in a in a moment's time, you know. Uh. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I was bringing, I was introducing the guy that, um, that was gonna talk next, you know, and I said, you know, you never know how you're gonna be influenced or how you're gonna influence somebody. I said, I taught for 30 years, and never knew what or whom I was gonna influence. Just like this, this brother right here, you know, I never knew that he's the re- that I'm the reason why he became a member of the fraternity. You know, he says his first day on campus, his sister introduced him to me and I talked to him about the fraternity and what the fraternity was about and all that. I didn't remember any of that. I don't remember the conversation. I remember his sister. I don't ever remember pulling him to the side and talking to him about the fraternity. But mm. that's an influence. And then I couldn't get through it without starting to cry, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Well, yeah. You know, we uh, I, it's. 
I think I've, the older I've gotten, the more emotional I've I've become. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and I same thing, man. Same thing, man. It's it's, you know, people ask, hey, can you say a few words? And, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially when you're when you're dealing with family and close friends, if you somebody say, hey, can you say a few words? It's sometimes it's tough to get through it, man. You can yeah. feel it. You can feel it building up and you're trying to fight it. <laughs> you're trying to fight it and you can't, you know, you can't, and, and, right. and, and I think as as you get older, man, you realize that, uh, you know, it's OK. Because for the longest time, especially as men, you're told that you got to keep that bottled up, man. Yep. You can't let that. You got you got you got to be strong. You got to suck it up, man. But now that you're of a certain age, you're like, you know what? This is how I feel about this person or this is how I feel about that situation. And you know what? If a tear comes to my eye, comes. And I think that's you. People know, like, man, that's from the heart, man. Right. Right. That's from the heart. When when you're up there and you're fighting it, man, and you're trying to get through it, you know that that's that's from the heart. That's for real. Yeah. So uh yeah, same thing, man. I, I it's tough, man. We I think we're we're in better touch with our emotions now that we're of a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we we ain't we we ain't gotta walk around like, you know, we tough and, and it's not <laughs> we ain't got to be hard. Yeah, to you ain't gotta be hard. Right. You ain't gotta yeah. be hard anymore. It's it's and I think it it's it shows a sign, you know what, you're you're mature. You've 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 reached a certain level of maturity and you're good with it. And uh and I think people respect that, man. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, we're gonna miss we're gonna miss the Gary and yeah, uh, the yeah. Polk family and yeah yeah they good know. good guys man they yeah. uh, they said they had one of the bigger families in town and you know we went to school like I said played ball with them ran track cross country with them with different members of their family so uh, you know we we send our thoughts to them because they this is a tough time and. You know, we we hope that they get through that and and they find comfort uh, uh, through this journey. So, yeah. Okay, we appreciate it. Rest in power, rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace, power, Mr. Gary Polk, man from the from our. He was on uh, sort of my side of your side of the tracks. My side of the tracks. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's all good. Okay. All right, brother. We've been on this for a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. uh, uh, I'm, I'm afraid to go see what the cowboy score is, but uh, you yeah, know, it's, uh, we'll see. getting close to the two-minute warning, and it's seven-seven. Oh, okay, close game. Close two game. two minutes, eighteen seconds left of halftime, seven-seven, and uh, I think L.A. has the ball. I think uh, I think that's who's got the ball right now because they got Dallas got turned over on downs. Okay. So, yep. Oh, and All now right. they. Looked like a fumble took place <laughs> oh, at the goal line. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that. Didn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yep. we're going to put an end. We're going to put this cast to sleep. Yes, sir. And um, we'll we'll be back at the uh, same place sometime in the, in the in the future. So, if you have any uh, ideas or questions out there, you want to shoot us something. We say that you never have, but uh, <laughs> we're still open and available for any comments and so on. We we uh, like what we do and we'll continue to do it, even though that we may only be the two the, the audience that listen to it. Yeah. But it's out there for posterity's sake now. Yeah, and anybody right. in the future want to 
come across the tracks and listen to us, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I've told quite a few people about our little venture here, so hopefully some of them will tune in, check us out. But if not, like you say, man, long after we're gone, this will be out there, and uh, maybe somebody say, who are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are these guys? <laughs> yeah, you have to look us up. Look yeah, us up. Who are these guys? Maybe our kids are like, oh, yeah, our dads did this thing back in the day, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, so hey, it's all good, man. Hey, they at least at least they'll have they'll have a little part of us after that's we're right. gone. That's you know right. I mean? That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. It's all good, man. And we love you guys too. So you know, yeah, we're always right. always doing that as well. That's right. With that being said, my man, I'm gonna say Chiliamo dopo. And I will say Sayonara until we meet again. Until we meet again, again, again. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.